December 14th, long before the child's forefinger had time to unfold. On December 14th, Joachim woke up before Mama and Papa. He sat up in bed, only ten days left till Christmas Eve. What was going to happen to Elizabeth, the angel Ephiriel, and all the others who were going to Bethlehem? Before he had a chance to open the Advent calendar, Mama and Papa were in his room. Under his arm, Papa had two large atlases. Joachim opened door number 14. The folded paper fell on the bed, and in the calendar they saw a picture of a raft with people, animals and angels on it. The raft, said Mama. They sat on the edge of the bed. That day Joachim read. Isaac Toward the end of the ninth century, a strange raft was sailing on the Po River in the direction of the Adriatic Sea to the east. The country they were sailing through was called Lombardy. On the raft were a small flock of sheep, bleating crossly because they were not allowed to drink the river water. The smallest sheep was running back and forth, and the little bell hanging around the woolly neck tingled. Two wise men were making wise observations about the beautiful countryside they were sailing through. One of them was black, the other was white. After a long discussion about the blessings of oranges and dates, they agreed that God could not have created a better world, at least not in six days. At the back of the raft stood a man in Roman clothes steering with a long pole. Such clothes had only been out of fashion for a short time. He was talking to a small girl who was holding a piece of cardboard in her hands. On one side was written, To Bethlehem. On the other was a picture of a young woman with long, fair hair. Most conspicuous were two angels on the front of the raft, beating their wings to keep the raft from drifting toward the riverbank. This was long before boats were equipped with propellers. Now and again, the syrup Empurial turned to the others and praised the beauty of the landscape they were passing. Wonderful, he called out. Nothing but glory and joy. It's just as on the fifth day when God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was good. Once or twice, somebody on the shore noticed them, but the raft was seen only for a brief second. That's because it wasn't just sailing down the Po River. It was sailing through history too. It was crossing the tidal wave of time. When a little child stood on the bank of the river and pointed at the strange raft so that his mama and papa would see it too, it disappeared long before the child's forefinger had time to unfold. So perhaps it was only a mirage. They passed old Roman bridges and buildings, theaters, temples and aqueducts. Ephiria pointed at all the churches. I was often in this area as a young man, Quirinius told them, staring down at the long pole in the water. But that was a very long time ago. Or the opposite, of course. I mean, it's still a good while before we got there, Dixie. Elizabeth realized that he was talking about Roman times, when there were Roman soldiers nearly everywhere in the world. What did it look like here, then, she asked. The Roman theaters are still standing, the orange trees as well, and the red poppies along the riverbank. But nobody had heard about Jesus. What's new are all the churches and monasteries, priests and monks. Dixie, Dixie. Before long, Joshua pointed at the riverbank. We'll land over there. Quirinius steered the raft toward land. 
helped by the two angels who beat their wings energetically. While Joshua the shepherd latched on to the tree with his crock and drew the raft to the shore, the angel Ephiriel said a few warning words to the Sherub and Puriel. If we meet any people, you must be sure to remember to say, Fear not, in a gentle angel voice, so they will not be afraid. We are only visiting, so it's important that we behave properly. The pilgrims alighted from the raft. They passed the country church and turned uphill through the countryside. The towns were not very large at the time, but soon they were approaching one of the largest. Ephiriel told them it was called Padua. Just before they sped through the town gate, they saw a man in a blue tunic. He was sitting on a stone with his head in his hands. It looked as if he had been sitting there for a very, very long time. Puriel flew toward him, hovered in the air right in front of him, fluttering his wings and said, Fear not, and be in no wise afraid. I am Puriel, one of God's angels, who is out on a godly errand. It looked at if the sheriff's word had an effect, for the man did not throw himself to the ground and hide his head. He said neither hallelujah nor gloria die. He simply got to his feet and walked toward them. Then he is one of us, said Ephiriel. The man offered his hand to Elizabeth. I'm Isaac the shepherd and I'm going to the same way as you. That made it much easier to guide the six sheep through Padua. They were followed by three shepherds, two kings of the Orient, two angels, one governor and a little girl from Norway. Altogether, there were 15 of them. They were going so fast that the few people who were out in the streets didn't have time to look at them before they vanished. The pilgrims only just managed to see the inhabitants of the town too. When they glimpsed an early riser, the man or woman disappeared in the next instant and was perhaps replaced by a different man or woman. Elizabeth saw they were in the town for only half a minute. But in fact, the strange pilgrimage haunted the streets of Padua for seven or eight long years. For that half minute consisted of 30 brief seconds, and those 30 brief seconds were divided among all those seven or eight years. Ancient accounts tell us that there was never so much talk of angels in Padua as during those magic years from 804 to 811. Now and then, someone or other thought they had seen something strange in the streets. Could it have been a procession of angels who had swept through the town? Outside the town walls, they stopped in front of a small monastery. Strange to see a Roman town again, said Quirinius. I wonder who is the emperor now. Ephiria looked at his angel watch. It's exactly 800 years after Christ. On Christmas Day this year, Charles the Great will be crowned emperor of the West. Then we'll soon be starting on a new century, said Joshua the shepherd. He struck his shepherd's crock against the monastery wall. To Bethlehem! To Bethlehem! Papa opened the atlas, pointed out the Po River, and found the town of Padua. Then he turned the pages backwards and forwards, and with his finger tried to trace the long distance the pilgrim had run. Here's Halden, he began. Then they came down to the big lake in Sweden. That must be Venan. From there they hurried south through Sweden, to Kungelf, Göteborg, Heimstadt and Lund. They rode across the Skjalland and visited Copenhagen. Yes, I can find it all. They arrived in Finn and leaped through Odense. 
From Middelfart they were ferried across the Little Belt to Jutland. There they passed the towns of Kolding and Flensburg. They traveled back in history as well, said Mama. But Papa went on following the path they had run with the finger on the map. Here's Hamburg. Then Elisabeth was left lying in the market in Hanover. Yes, here. And here's Hamelin, the town that had broken the solemn promise to the rat catcher. You broke a solemn promise too, interrupted Joachim. You opened my secret box. Papa continued. Father's house is father born. This is where the sheriff Amuriel flew down in Spiros from the church tower. From there they ran to Cologne and continued up the Rhine Valley. And Amuriel was quite right. It's wondrously beautiful there. That was during the 13th century, said Mama. Wait a moment, said Papa. I want to follow the whole route. In Mainz they met Balthasar. Then it was Worms and Basel. Today Basel is in Switzerland. But Elisabeth was there around 1100, said Mama again. Papa went on searching with his finger. Here's Lake Biel and the Lake of Geneva. I found the little place called Martigny. This is a good map. So the St. Bernard Pass? Yes. Today there are tunnels all over the place, down through Val d'Osta to Lombardai and the Po Valley. Bravo, said Mama. But they are traveling through history as well. I think that journey is an even stranger one to think about. Only now did Papa look up from his map. But the flower seller made that up. I think it's true, said Joachim. Mama nodded. Yes, who knows? Papa only shook his head. Now I wonder which route they are going to take. It's eight o'clock, exclaimed Mama. There was some quarreling and scolding because they were so short in time. That's what Joachim called stress, and he thought nothing was worse. As he ran to school, many strange names were buzzing in his head. He had now seen all those places on the map. At school, they had started to rehearse the nativity play. Joachim's class would be putting it on in the gym on the last school day before Christmas. Joachim was going to be the second shepherd.